All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Lockup. Today, featuring Queen of the Deathmatch, Mickey Knuckles. She joins me and Daniel on this special episode to talk about how she got started in the business, some of her favorite opponents, both male and female, as well as what celebrity would she want to fight in a deathmatch? Very interesting answer towards the end. So sit back, relax. Um, also later today when this one drops, uh, we will have another episode of The Lockup Dropping uh, that will feature Earl Joseph. Uh, so enjoy this episode and get ready for another episode right on after. So get ready, set, and go. <laughs> Come on. Kind of got like sweet pocket. You gotta be sexual. Like, come on, baby. You could do it. My computer's so old. This piece of shit. You're such a big boy. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Used to be worse with the 56K modem. Oh, God. I remember those days. Uh, Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Start it up. Why don't you go back to dial up? Oh, I will never forget that those noise. noises. Like your heart stopped. <laughs> You're like, is it gonna connect? Is it gonna connect? Am I gonna get my emails? Like, what's going on in the world? Now there I just open go. my phone. Oh my god, <laughs> we've come a long way since our times. Right, we're so yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on Buckle Bomb Entertainment. Uh, we are presenting our newest episode of The Lockup. Uh, with me is my partner in crime, Mr. DMC Grizzle. Daniel. Yo, what's going on? And with me today, I have three-time Ohio Valley Women's Champion, an NWA Underground Women's Champion, RPW Women's Champion, formerly. PWI ranked number 25 in 2008. And current Girl Fight Champion, Mickey Knuckles. Mickey fucking Knuckles. Hi. I didn't know that much about me. You're smart. <laughs> oh, there's so much more to it. <laughs> there's a lot. Oh, You've got a lot of gold. All, all bad, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it bad. <laughs> You've had so much gold, I had to wear all gold. Huh? You've had so much gold, I had to wear all gold. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, now I'm wearing my sickness for the thickness t-shirt. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I'll be ordering one of those. I'm just wearing I designed it myself. Shirt just says adulting sucks. Adulting sucks. It does though, doesn't it? It does. When we were kids, we all wanted to grow up really quick because we thought it would be cool. We could stay up past our bedtimes, Mm -hmm. do all kinds of stupid shit, didn't have to answer to mom or dad. It's not like that at all. No. Let's go back to not having any bills. Right. I'd rather be a kid now. I'd rather have to like you know sneak around and be like hopefully my mom don't catch me doing something stupid she beat my ass but you know <laughs> that's what we get with Italian mothers no oh, more yeah. blockbuster video no no there's still one left <laughs> all right I'm sorry is there I didn't mean to kill yeah. it yet Bend Oregon has uh, the last blockbuster oh Jesus War- or guard that with your life like, <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in the world today, guys? I've been at work all day. So what have y'all been doing? I've been watching your matches all day, first of all. Um, Hi. Because uh, and, and, they're fun <laughs> and they make me scream at the television. 
Um, Why do they make you screw with television? Because you are the, the the toughest fucking person I think I've ever seen in my entire life. After watching Me? after watching your matches all day, oh, yeah. it's just ridiculous. I'm fragile. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, I can't well, argue. I'm fragile. Disagree. <laughs> I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> um, speaking of fragile things uh, and glass, for example, what did you think of that glass ceiling match in GCW over the weekend? Did you get to catch it? I did, and I was jealous. I wanted to do it. Yeah, I, I popped. Gives me so loud. many ideas. I was like, hmm, I bet you I could do that. That'd be awesome. Or I got trying. You know, why not? See Sorry, I'm rolling this up, guys. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so I've got some questions about your past matches, and uh, some of them that are coming up in the future. Um, okay. You've Shoot. Ta- you've taken part in one of my favorite ever. Uh, match stipulations, a Taipei death match, uh, specifically one with Rachel Putsky, and y'all beat the absolute shit out of each other, and uh, I just thought... She's a Texas to... girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love me some Texas wrestling. And uh, and so... And I just... she's Ivan Putsky's granddaughter. I mean, kind of oh, gotta did... beat the shit out of her. Right? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Holy shit. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you want to talk about maybe working with her and also the matches you did with uh, Lou Fisto, uh, that would be super cool. So let me first start off by saying that I recently saw Twitter posts by one Mick Foley saying that WWE better, you know, basically in a general gist, get their head out of their ass and hire Lou Fisto in some capacity which is at least a decade way overdue. Um, so my viewpoints on Mephisto is, guys, she's just, she's as about as hybrid as you can get. Like mm-hmm. she, she went through so much bullshit in Canada getting women allowed to do hardcore matches against men that it's fucking crazy. And she succeeded. She did that for the women in, in Canada. Awesome. And, and like then, you know, I've never met somebody as resilient as her. Like she had a hole in her heart and they found it. They surgically repaired it and she came back better than she did when she left. Wow. Like wow. it was like fucking Wolverine. So as far as wrestling Luffy and my opinions of Luffy, I have never had a bad match with her. Um, chemistry wise, we clicked very well because we had the same mentality of going hard, leaving it in the ring, giving everything we could to the fans. And and I respected that about her, that it was a female, but it wasn't any different than if I was in there with other male competitors. She hit me just as hard as any fucking man ever hit me. So, Oh, I, I saw it. I, I know. <laughs> uh, so as far, as far as that's concerned, Luffy is just top notch. Um, personally, you know, she's given back so much to women and wrestling in the business. She deserves some credit and she deserves to be spotlighted and in way fucking overdue because I love her to death. And, and I know what she did for all of us. You know, she came in before me and even though she hadn't really done a whole lot in the state, she was doing stuff for CZW and make a name out there. And so, yeah, Luffy's great. Um, and then Rachel Putsky. So when I first met her, I was thrown off because she's such a nice, bubbly personality. You know what I mean? 
and she, she was somebody that you wanted to like, like she was your friend, or she mm-hmm. could be your sister or something. And then that bitch, you get her in a ring, and she hauls off and fucking just hits you. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we supposed to be friends, though. And then we get in the back, and she's like, oh, my God, thank you. And she's so happy about it. And bubbly again. I was like, all right, I thought I was fucked up. You got some issues if I like it. So, but both those women, I loved the, the matches I had with them. They were both different, of course. But, oh, well, hello, Luna. This is my dog, Luna Vashon. Hold on. Oh. Luna. Oh. Luna. Say hi. Say hello. Oh. Okay. You're being too aggressive. Too much love. Too much love. <laughs> Thank you. Needy. Anyway. But yeah, no, those those two of those those two ladies, you know. If I had my way, Luffy would run every clinic I have any part of. And Rachel would be if like, I haven't seen her. She's wrestling. I haven't seen her pop up anywhere. So I don't know if she is. Um, but she would definitely be on my roster as one of those badass bitches that can hold her own. So. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you want to talk about your time in uh, CZW? We can. What do you want to talk about? What would you like to know? How long were you there? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I know I came into CZW at different points in times. Like I, I've been there with Sandy and then I was there with DJ. So like, and it wasn't like anywhere near each other. It was different points on the timeline. Um, and the feel was different, of course. Um, with Sandig's group, it was more raw, aggressive. Um, not, not in a bad way or any way. It was just, you know, you had your Nick Gage and, you know, yeah, Dan Dig and you know, uh, but then with DJ, it kind of like did a shift. I mean, the the style was still there. It was just more of um, more of like a hang like hanging out with your friends too. I don't know. It, it's just two different elements. Um, but both of them still had killer locker rooms, killer timelines. I always had fun. They always treated me with respect. I was never told or asked to do anything inappropriate. So the only thing I was told to do was DJ came to me during a show and said, Nikki, hold on one second. Luna, no. (laughs) Go. Crazy. Anyways, but he was like, you know, it's called Women's Superstar Uncensored. And at that point, it had been pretty tame show. And he's like, I need you to go out there. And I said, okay, DJ, what am I not allowed to say or do? He said, don't tell me, just ask for, for or forgiveness afterwards. I said, okay. <laughs> That's Deal. the only time he's ever said But, you know, it worked out. I wrestled Jules Malone that match. It was pretty cool. So That's awesome. You know, but I, I had good times at CZW. I mean, I know a lot of people have things. Everybody has something bad to say about, you know, a comp- one company or another. And that's fine. I mean, maybe they did have bad experiences, but I never did. Very cool. Not good. It always kind of seemed to me that everybody really did um, enjoy being there, um, even if they were wrestling. And you know, right? It's Nick. Have you ever worked with Nick? Nope. I want to see that. Man. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. There's a lot wrong with that picture. I want to see that. I know, right? Like, and Nick are friends. 
why couldn't we just beat the hell out of each other one day? You know, for shits and kicks. Huh? Okay, I'm sounds like a good time. I'm starting that that Twitter campaign. Nick Gage, Mickey Knuckles, glass ceiling match. Nick Gage, 2021. All the glass. Oh God, I would I would freak out. All of the glass. Uh, we can do glass. That's fine. I'm not scared of glass. I don't. You know, it's glass. It's fine. I want to ask you about some of your upcoming dates. Uh, you've got a match against uh, Kennedy Copeland in H2O. First uh, round. Yep. Um, what is it like I'm, being in a tournament for, for death matches and doing three or four of those in the single day? Because that's insane to me. Well, you got to think. When I was being trained and raised, it was, you know, IWA was during its hardcore days. And at one point in time, I did double death. I did one round in King of the Death, and I did Queen of the Death all in one weekend. I was like up in seven or eight death matches in one weekend. I was exhausted. And that's the weekend I wrestled Lefisto in the finals. Good God. The death match for the Queen of the Death matches. So, I mean, yeah, it, it gets tiring. <laughs> you get exhausted, but it's worth it. Totally worth it. I, um, have you bleed so much in one day? Women bleed a lot in once a month, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> your body just makes more. It's Fair just, enough. <laughs> um, you have another match with the Carver in uh, June twenty uh, fourth in Anna, Illinois, which just happens to be less than two hundred miles away from my house. I think I'm going to make that one. I'm going to come see you. Yeah, you're gonna want to see that. I'm pretty sure I want to see that. I've been really interested uh, yeah. in that room for a long time. Um, it looks good. I think they're what are they called Fight Underground and a Fight Underground, yeah, and a Fight Underground. So, uh, yeah, I'm coming to that. I'm coming to see you. Yeah, I'm excited about that match. When uh, when they told me about that match, I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got so many ideas. <laughs> it's gonna be fun because I love the Carver's match. I love the whole horror movie setup and, and stuff because I love horror movies. Like I used to live with Pondo and and GC Jimmy Felcher, like you know whatever. And um, yeah, I've got ideas. That's wonderful. He's, yeah, I'm... he's gonna he's, I think he's gonna know. I don't I don't think he's gonna expect. And that's the greatest thing is the fact that um, yeah. <laughs> He might be the one that has to run from the, from the chainsaw murder. Yes, you know, I'm just. It might it might be nice for once for the the carver to get carved. Oh, oh I can't wait! I absolutely yeah. can't wait for that. Um, I saw you posted something about the goddess of gore, crimson crown, the second one that that they're doing. Are you on board for that, or do you know yet? Nobody's talked to me. Okay, so that's another Twitter campaign. <laughs> yeah, nobody's talking to me about it, so I'm just waiting, waiting to see if I'm their cup of tea. I mean, if if they don't, if they don't feel like I would be a good addition, they don't feel like that I would give the fans the carnage and the blood that they deserve. Then you know, I don't know what else I can do to convince them otherwise. But I'm so here. we need to add Goddess of Gore to your title, besides Deathmatch Queen. That would be nice. But see, then I'm going like Godmother death matches, death <laughs> match meeting. Yeah, there's like a lot of monsters that keep getting added on. 
and the walking up to the cops. That one came from Joey Eastman like years ago. I was like, it's good. I might as well stick with it. So. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for, for answering all of my questions. I have to hop off now. Um, so I'm going to leave you uh, in the very capable hands of our host and leader, Sarah. And um, I can't wait to see you on June 24th. I'll be there in a fight underground versus the, the Carver. I can't wait. Thank you so Make much. Make sure you get a shot. I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, make sure you get a shot glass. I got uh, my fitness for the sickness shot glasses. Oh, I'm getting all the merch. <laughs> it's going down. I'm, buy I'm buying one of everything you have, I promise. You can kick my ass if I don't. Awesome. Very cool. Right. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. So let's talk about some of your early influences. What got you into wrestling? Can you remember specifically anything? Yeah. I saw her beat the hell out of downtown Burn every day at the Louisville Garden. So nice. it would have to be Miss Texas. Was that the point where you thought, this is what I want to do when I grow up? I want to be a professional wrestler? No, that was when I was like, how do I get to beat up boys and get away with it? I was like, what do you got to do to do this? No, I just, I, I found it mesmerizing that a woman was in the ring standing her own against a man. And I was like, damn, like, she is whooping the hell out of him. And then I was like, I want to be like like her. Strong like that. Somebody that can doesn't take shit from nobody, whoop anybody's ass, doesn't matter who they are. What was it like, you know, you signed up for your first death match. You know, what are your thoughts, you know, when you're backstage and heading to the ring? What are your, what were you thinking as you head into your first death match? Oh, God, am I really this stupid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, am I, am I being dumb right now? Like, am I asking for something that I should be asking for? And then from the first time, like, first moment, I was like, nah. It's that uh, this feels nice. This is right. This is like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, well, it certainly worked out quite a, quite well for you. Mm -hmm. I who, hope so. Who I was have your, fun. Who was your first death match against? Ian Run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ian, if I was going to have one, it was going to be against him. And I said, okay, I have to take what I got to take, and that's that's fine. Who's been your favorite intergender death match against? Intergender? Yes. I liked I liked the one with Tank. I really liked the one with Tank. Uh, brain damage, necro butcher. Hold on one second. Sure. This dog. I don't know what's wrong with her. She is being needy to a point. She's like trying to climb across this table. She gets to me. I'm not just. No. Look at her. Ridiculous. Get down. <laughs> Luna, no, you're not getting that candy bar. You can just forget it. She's a chocoholic, and she has seizures when she eats chocolate. Ooh, that's not good. She's a chocolate, like her mom. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, I just, I just wanted to fit in, basically. But I'd always loved deathmatch wrestling. 
or hardcore wrestling, I should say. There's a difference. But I've always loved the hardcore wrestling, you know. Like I pointed out, like the feuds that led to the dog collar matches or, you know, the uh, the tape fist matches, two out of three falls, you know, falls count anywhere matches. Those kind of matches really drew me in at first because they were the way the fans reacted. And even to this day, deathmatch fans are best. Like I still love deathmatch wrestling fans because they're the best fans. They'll tell you exactly what they want, what they don't want, what they like, what they don't like. They're so opinionated. But at the same time, when they see something they really fucking like, they're great about letting you know. They're great about supporting you in any manner. And, like, I've always loved just the aura around deathmatch wrestling and deathmatch fans. So I think that, you know, drew me into it as well. As well as I knew I wasn't going to be pretty and little and thin and cute and... Like, I knew that wasn't going to be something that made me different from everybody else. And so I knew what I was. I had a high pain tolerance. I, you know, at the time I had backyard wrestled with my brother-in-law and his friends, and they were all men, all much bigger than me. And I was the test dummy for them. They would put me through tables or chairs or hit me over the head with ceiling tiles. or And I would just keep wrestling. And when we started writing out the ring, you know, Ian and his wife saw me and blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. But I come from that to where I was used to that. And I knew I could take that. And I knew that I could dish that out. And I knew that there was a place for me in that because I was comfortable in that setting. And so that's why I really advocated for doing death matches. That's why I really wanted to do death matches. Because I knew it was something I could do. I felt like it was something I could do very well. Um, because I believe there is an art to death matches. Um, there is a story to be told. I mean, you can have a death match where you all go in there and just waylay the hell out of each other and just have it end, or you can go out there and put feeling and emotion and drive into it and make the crowd, you know, come into it with you and just it's an overall magical element that it's not just me that it's addicted to. Like all of us are because you know, the good ones know that when you have that reaction, when you and the crowd have that, you know, relationship, it's, there's nothing better than it. It's just totally euphoric. And when you're watching those matches on, you know, YouTube or IWTV, you can tell when the fans are into it, you know, they're chanting, you know, you know they're getting really into it. Mm-hmm. And speaking the fans of, are great. oh yeah, the fans at indie shows are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're of- not concerned with what they think is the the accepted norm, like how you behave in a public event. Like at an indie show, you're allowed to let loose, you're allowed to scream, yell, holler, you know, act a damn fool. You ha- you're allowed to have a good time within reason, but you're allowed to have a good time. So, mm-hmm. going back a little bit, merciful fate too. That. The Akira Lock with the Battle X, that was something. The what? The uh, that submission move with the Battle X. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, jeez. The inside my, in my tongue. Mm. That's nice, yeah. I got the scar. Like, I don't know if you can see it, but it's like, right? I can't. I can't. I, uh, 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 side of my tongue was messed up real bad. Also, it's match, match you'll never forget then. 
oh, no, 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 not at all. It, it didn't help that, like, when I got the battle axe, I brought it home, and a friend of mine saw it, and they saw it in the back of my car, and they sharpened it for me. Without, they're not a wrestling friend, mind you. They're like one of those friends that he sometimes goes to wrestling, but he's kind of country, and he sharpened it for me. And I was like, ah, okay, here we go. I got two battle axes. They're sharp as hell. So. <laughs> Um, so I know you weren't in TNA for too long, uh, but was it what was it like working, you know, with Gail Kim and ODB? They're true professionals. Um, they know what's good for the show. They uh, they if somebody gives them direction, like you know, the office would give them directions on how they'd want the matches to go, things like that. I mean, they were very smart on how to get from point A to point B, and you know, the story behind it and everything else. Um, even years later, when I ran into them at indie shows, super sweet ladies. Like, you would think somebody of that caliber, because both those girls have been all over the place, and national television stuff, and they're good. I mean, they, they know what they do, and they do it very well, and they've been kicking ass for years, and for them to still be that humble and stuff that really says a lot about them as people and, and their character. Like I never had a bad dealing with either one of those two days. Um, they've always been super nice. They go out of their way. They help the younger talent, you know, if they're on the same show. As them. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're, they're what I'm proud about women's wrestling. You know what I mean? Like they're, the vets that are taking care of the people underneath, and that's how it should be. Have you ever worked an indie show where, you know, a professional legend comes in and just a complete dick or bitch, just isn't really helping anybody and just acting all high and mighty? Yeah, but to be honest, this, this particular person was very sick at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm not going to call out names or something, but yeah. Um, and I understood because, you know, I, let's just say I understood because my mom had cancer and this person was, was sick and, and I understood why he was, you know, in, in the mood and mindset and stuff that he was in. Right. It just kind of for a lot of us because we had grown up watching him and it really, you know, it, I know we, we're not owed anything. We're not owed a good first impression or a good interacting with the interaction with the vet or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just, it was like one of those things that you felt incredibly, terribly bad for this person because you know what they're going through. And now this is the memory that you have. And so, like I said, I don't want to drag anybody's name because right. less is hard. Understood. Like, but it's a bad situation. But other than that, like, yeah. But for the most part, like, I met Ric Flair. He was super cool. Nice. Um, super nice. He was pretty funny. I mean, like a great guy, like just somebody normal. He didn't he didn't act like he was high and mighty or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've heard he's a great person to hang out with. I've been seeing him at shows and stuff. I mean, I've met I've met individuals that come into a locker room that are highly opinionated of certain wrestling styles, and and maybe kind of 
bring the locker room to attention that I don't like. <laughs> and I'm just like, I gotta be here for this. And so, yeah, there's that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before I let you go, um, we got a, like a rapid fire game we call Top Rope Turmoil. Uh, so it's six quick questions, uh, some wrestling, some non wrestling related. I uh, just give the first answer that comes to your mind. Oh, Jesus. You realize it's a loaded gun, right? Like, I don't I don't yeah. control what comes out of my mouth if I don't think about it. Okay. I'm ready. I put that disclaimer out there. Go right ahead, boo. <laughs> All right. What's the one city or territory you love to work in that you haven't been to yet? Australia and Ireland. Oh, nice. Have you worked in Japan at, at all? I'd like to work there, but... Um, my, I don't know if you'd be interested. So, as a fan of horror movies, what's the one horror movie you'd love to turn into a gimmick match? A gimmick match? Yeah. Uh, uh Chucky. Ooh, nice. Uh, what, <laughs> your favorite color? My favorite color, purple. Yes. What do you find to be the most binge-worthy TV show? Rick and Morty, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, those two. What's your favorite Rick and Morty episode? Um, ooh. The Purge episode. Nice. Uh, yeah, the Purge episode. That is a good one. If you haven't watched it, but the Purge episode, that's definitely my fun. My best one. Would you like to main event WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom more? Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. Guys, look, let's, let's be honest. I'm never going to fit into a WWE locker room or a crowd. Mm -hmm. I'm not their cup of tea. I have, I have no, like, delusional images of ever being there. Like, that's just not what I'm aiming for. AEW is a different story. You never know. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, final anyway. question. What celebrity yeah. would you love to fight in a death match? Why, why? Okay, so I was going to say Tiffany Haddish, but it's not because I don't love her because she's my spirit animal, but it's because I really think it would be a funny, fucked up match. <laughs> does that make sense? That she's does. got that sense of humor I just love about abroad, and I just want to meet her so bad. Like, so if y'all can help me, like, I'm on a campaign. I just want to hang out with Tiffany Haddish. That's it. That would be like the, oh, I'd love everybody. Like I do anyways, but you know what I mean? So, but I don't want to like kill her. I just, but if I had to like wrestle anybody to like hurt him or anything, Gilbert Godfrey. I can see that. His voice. <laughs> All right. As we wrap things up here, um, where can our fans find you if they want to find out more about you? Oh, I'm everywhere. Go on Twitter and type in Bloody, Bloody Mickey. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Mickey Knuckles. Same thing with Instagram, Mickey Knuckles. Like I'm easy to find. You. I've been Mickey Knuckles. I'm there. It's like a hemorrhoid. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Mickey. Have a wonderful rest of your night. No problem. You too. Thanks. Bye.